What's up, my bodacious babes? Thanks for tuning again for a second episode of today's podcast. I'm your host, Michael Davies, and thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, Today, I want to talk about a discussion um, that has really impacted my life, and I know a lot of friends and family that this has impacted themselves as well. We're going to talk about personal growth, personal development, and uh, another way of kind of stepping outside of the box of traditional um, cultured upbringing, um, especially if you've been uh, cultured within a religious um, environment. So um, I love talking about personal growth. It is so huge in my life and has has just really drastically changed my life. Um, having a mind shift of being able to kind of control my own uh, thoughts and, and, and control my own um, outlook it has been really extremely impactful in succeeding and, and going after my dreams, but mainly going after my heart and finding who I am personally. Um, uh, if you guys tuned into last week's episode from um, learning a little bit about my background in, in LDS culture, um, I am, I've stepped out of the LDS culture and have stepped into more so spirituality. I am, I'm still very much a Christ believer and I am still um, very much a God believer. But I've, after learning um, personal growth and personal development and, and reading um, a lot of personal growth and development books, um, I've kind of more tuned in inward tuned into my spiritual um, spiritual side rather than my religious side. And of course, you know, religion and spirituality can go hand in hand. Um, but I, I think I've kind of more taken a little bit of a break on religious meetings um, and have kind of tuned more inward and really wanted to get to know my spirituality, my spiritual side. And so... Um, Shortly after um, I, I decided to leave the, the church, the LDS church, um, really about a year and a half, almost two years ago, um, I, I really was longing for some spiritual nourishment. If I wasn't going to get my spiritual nourishment anymore from my religious um, upbringing, my church growing up, I am a very sensitive, emotional, spiritual person. I really wanted that um, elsewhere. So something that I dove into, which I encourage people so much, is to um, read books uh, and topics on um, spiritual growth, is a book called The Four Agreements. Um, This book was the first book I read um, after I kind of made the decision to leave the church and um, it's by Don Miguel Ruiz, if I'm saying that right, Ruiz, Ruiz. Um, the Four Agreements was, wow, very life-changing for me. Um, and, and usually when I have a friend or a family member or an acquaintance that um, comes to me or talks to me about a life struggle, I always bring this up. I don't know why, but my whole life... 
my friends and family and random acquaintances have always felt very comfortable in opening up and talking to me about um, their life and or concerns or life struggles and have, have come to me at, since a very young age, really. Since I was like 14, 15, I would have friends and family come to me for advice. And I'm like, I'm, I'm just one person. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out my own life. But I think it's just my my persona that I put off. I'm I'm a good listener and I'm very empathetic. I'm very much an empath. I'm a Libra and so I, I tend to see the both sides of everything. I, I see the good, I see the bad. I'm very much a, a balanced I, I try to be balanced, I'm but I like to see the balance in life and and um I like to give benefit of the doubt and give opportunity to everyone and and just kind of look outside from a different perspective. And I think that just has to do with me being a Libra or I don't know, maybe it's just ingrained in me um, as, a, as a child. I have no idea. But all my life, my friends and family, even my own parents uh, and, and like elders in my life have come to me for, for questions and for advice. And honestly, it makes me feel so good. And it makes me feel so honored that People in my life trust me and respect me and 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 want to know what I think and and it makes me feel so honored that people um, trust me with with their hearts and so I I really try to be a good friend and good individual and to try to see all sides of every um, every issue but the main thing that I always try to focus on is what makes you you what what do you want what makes you happy and I I would always give other people advice for this but I never really thought internally for myself because I I'm I'm a fixer I love to help people I love to to um encourage and 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 I'm very empathetic so I want to help people right but a lot of a, a lot of um throughout all doing that my whole life, I forget about myself and I'm like, I need, I need to do that for me. So when I, when I stepped outside of my religious, um, you know, background and upbringing outside of that, that box, I stepped into spirituality and personal development and really wanted to find out who I am, what do I believe and how do I dive into my heart and my soul and and really help myself to feel loved, to feel empowered, to feel important, to find my purpose. Like, what is my purpose? And so um, this book, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, really just changed everything for me. Uh, so it, if you've heard of this book, it's very popular. Um, I, I know that I've talked to several people who've heard of it um, and who've read it, uh, I highly encourage you uh, to go and, and read this book. It's a quick read. It's e- an easy read. Um, and if you don't like reading, get it on Audible. Um, that's when I first heard or listened to it was on Audible because I wasn't a big reader at the time. Um, but after hearing um, this audible book I immediately had to go buy the book um, on copy print for myself so I can go in and highlight things because I loved it so much Um, so there's four different agreements the first one is not to take anything personal 
And the second one is not to make assumptions. These two agreements, holy shit, changed my life. Like, oh my gosh, like growing up, I took everything personally. And, you know, of course, this is an ongoing uh, practice of trying not to take things personally. Um, and a, a lot of the time people are like, well, how are you not supposed to take anything personal, especially if the topic is about you? Well, it all comes down to um, where the information is coming from. If If somebody approaches you and they're just being an asshole, they're just being so mean. You automatically think in your mind, like, whoa, 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 what did I do to you? Oh my gosh. Like, that's immediately what I would think in my mind is, what did I do to make this person so upset at me? I'm a, I'm a nice, I'm a sweet, I'm a kind, genuine person. What on earth did I do to make them upset? And then I would just plummet into overthinking of like, um, what did I do wrong? Did I do this? Did they take this, this sensitively? Like, did I hurt their feelings? And then I would constantly be questioning myself and, and what I'm doing, um, and how it would affect others. And that was really just a spiraling thing of overthinking. If you're an overthinker and you definitely take things personally. Um, so, you know, if somebody's approaching you and they're just being like an asshole to you, it has nothing to do with you. And this was so hard for me to understand for the longest time. But I literally have read the book, Four Agreements, three on three separate occasions. And then I the first time I, I listened to it on Audible. So every time I listen to it, I gain more and more awareness and, and more um, understanding of what this means. So taking something personally when someone's being an asshole for no absolute no reason is completely unsolicited and uncalled for you did nothing wrong this has everything entirely to do with that person because when you're not feeling good i mean take for instance when you're sick in bed you have a headache you have a stomach ache you are not feeling good most of the time you're not going to be very nice you're going to be pretty grumpy especially if somebody's like bothering you right and, and so you're going to be like, you know, get out, turn the light off. I don't feel good. Blah, blah, blah. Leave me alone. Stop talking. Um, and, and those aren't very nice things to say to someone, even though if they, even though if they didn't do anything to you, uh, I mean, I'm just trying to put it into perspective here. If, if you're not feeling good about yourself, you're not feeling good. You're not going to be all rainbows and butterflies to people around you. Right. So just kind of take that into account. If someone is, is treating you unfairly or being an asshole, being a jerk, or um, they're just talking negatively, it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with what they're feeling inside. That was a huge mind shift for me, a huge game changer for me. Um, because I'm a very empathetic, sweet, kind person, I like to think myself of that about, you know, I like to think that of myself. Um, I try to do that be that person the best of my ability, I can never understand why people would treat me horribly. And so this um, was the first thing that just like, boom, blew, blew my everything out of the water. Like, holy cow, like, that's amazing. The second thing I learned from this book was not to make assumptions about people. I would automatically assume um, certain things about people. Like, um, you know, if, if, if my, my friend wasn't texting me all day or if my ex-husband 
when I was married to him, if he wasn't texting me, I automatically assumed I wasn't important to him. Or, um, you know, if he wasn't answering the phone or, or just anything. I, if you automatically assume something about someone, it really does. It, it is kind of what we learned in elementary school. It makes an ass out of you and me. It literally does because you just make assumptions and then it, it causes a spiral of all these created thoughts that aren't real in your head. And then you start taking things personally and they just kind of go hand in hand. So that was a huge breakthrough for me as well because I automatically just made these assumptions that if um, someone was was rude to me or mean to me, you know, um, I took that personally and then I assumed that something went on and I create this scenario in my head that's not even real. Like, for instance, I I went on a date with a, with somebody um, right before the holidays started and um, we both had have kids. That it was a week before Christmas, um, and uh, I uh, we had discussed that when we have our kids, we love to just really zone in on our kids, and we don't necessarily like talk on the phone or text people or go out and like do anything. Because when you're divorced and you only get your kid, you know, half fifty fifty, like you. Me personally and and this guy, we shared this in common. We love to just dive into that time with our kids because it's that it's so much more special. Um, because when you don't have them, like you're you're alone, and and that's that's a, a hard thing to balance. And that's actually another topic I'd like to talk about is balancing um, for for single parents being or and even just being a parent, balancing your parenthood, your motherhood, or your fatherhood. And, and your personal life, who you are. But anyway, um, we went, I went on this date with this guy, and, and it was great. It was awesome. It was fun. We connected. We had a lot in common. Um, and then um, the holidays came, and, and I, I, he had his daughter. I had my daughter, and I thought, okay, I'm going to offer him the respect of not texting him because he told me he loves to really um, zone in and hone in on his daughter, and I'm the same way. Um, we had, the holidays are coming up. It's got to be really busy. And so um, five days had passed since our date. I didn't text him or reach out to him, but I was liking his stories on Instagram. You know, I was liking his pictures. And then, you know, I after like three days, I was like, maybe I should text him. Maybe I should just be like, hey, hope you have a good Christmas. But I don't know. Um, I just didn't. And I think in my mind, I was like, well, he hasn't reached out either. So maybe he's like not interested. And I just automatically made this assumption that, yeah, he probably didn't really like me. Maybe he, you know, um, is just really focused on his daughter and, and that's totally okay. Maybe the connection wasn't as like real as I thought it would be. Um, so I'll just kind of like let it go. He hasn't texted me or whatever. So I'll just kind of, you know, rule that one out, I guess. Um, but really in, in, in my mind, I made the assumption that he didn't like me. And then, um, I saw that he, um, he he posted a story that he was with, um, a friend and, and she was a girl and I just automatically assumed, oh, okay, like maybe that's why he didn't text me because maybe he's like, you know, this is another contender, you know, (laughs) she, maybe she's another person he's kind of got his eyes on and he's hanging out with her. So I made an assumption there as well. Well, uh, you know, two days later, I get this big, long text from him 
saying how shitty it is to ghost people when you show an interest in them and you told them that you had an amazing date and connection. And he just kind of went off on me like, you know, um, for the future, I would I would suggest that you just kind of tell them flat out that you don't like them. And I was like, wait a minute, like what? Like he's he's automatically assuming that I don't like him and that I didn't um, have a connection and I had no interest in him. And he's assuming that I'm ghosting him. When in the back of my mind, I thought I was offering him the respect of spending time with his daughter and giving him space for the holidays. But then again, I assumed too that he had another girl he was interested in. And I assumed that maybe he wasn't interested in me because we didn't communicate. So it's just like, that's why making assumptions is so stupid. Like we both ended up like making assumptions and it just ended really stupid. It was like so annoying and dumb when both of us actually like liked each other. But because he made that assumption, I automatically was like turned off about it. And then I was like, well, wait, 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 wait. you didn't text me either. And you had a girl and he's like, well, that girl is my friend and she's a lesbian. Like, so then I, he was mad at me too. So that assuming things about people really does make an ass out of you and me. So that's why communication is so important and not creating these assumptions in our head and these made up scenarios. (laughs) Oh man. So yeah, not taking things personally and not making assumptions were huge for me from learning, um, learning from this book. Uh, the third one is to, um, be impeccable with your word. Holy cow, this is huge. So, um, he, he basically just describes this as, um, not spreading gossip, talking, um, in the light matter because, uh, spreading gossip and talking badly about people, you're automatically just putting out bad juju. You're putting out negativity. And that negativity will only bite you in the butt later. And it actually is like poisoning you. It, he, talk, he, he explains it as black magic. Um, but really, it's like it's toxic and it's poisoning you um, to just sit and talk shit about people. Um, and, and then in the end, you're actually doing yourself a disservice and you're going to attract negative and bad energy because if that person you're talking shit about finds out, they're going to come back at you or they're either going to talk shit about you or they're going to approach you. And then it's just going to cause this big old mess of you guys fighting in this negative energy and just spreading bad blood. So, um, he says it's really important to not talk gossip about people. Like, if you're going to talk about someone, spread light. Talk about what they're doing that's good, that's great, and it'll come back to you. And then um, he also says, be impeccable with your word. Like, always be true to your word. Tell the truth and and hold true to, to the things that you say. So that was huge for me because, um, you know, girls, girls love to gossip. <laughs> but as soon as he started talking about it being, like, poisoning and toxic, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, it's so true. So like, I never, I never want to talk bad about someone and I don't want someone to talk bad about me. It doesn't feel good, especially when it's not true. So that was a huge lesson to learn as well. The fourth one is to always do your best. So, um, this one is basically to me, it's like, just give yourself grace. If you are 
you know, doing an amazing job at work or you got an award, you got a bonus, whatever, one day and everyone's giving you compliments and it's just like the best day in the world and then the next day, you know, you freaking rear end somebody because you're texting. Like, don't, don't take that to heart. Like, you're doing your best. Some, like, in my mind, this topic is, is just giving you grace. Like, shit happens. Do your best every day. Your best is going to be different every day. But as long as you wake up and you say, like, you know what? I'm going to give my all today. Maybe giving my all today is different than it was yesterday, but I'm going to give my all today. And he says, basically, if you just do your best, you'll be happy. You know, like, if you wake up and you just dread the day, you're going to dread the day and it's going to drag on and it's going to be a horrible day. But if you wake up telling yourself, I'm going to do my best, I'm going to go to work, I'm going to freaking make some money, I'm going to meet some people and I'm going to be happy, I'm going to enjoy my life, I'm going to spread positivity, like that's going to come back to you and your day's going to be freaking awesome. So I just, reading this book has really impacted my life and it's just incredible how much of a change I saw in myself just after the first time um, that I listened to the Audible. Like, it literally just, like, clicked in my head. It's crazy. Um, You know, he talks about um, how we're just kind of growing up. We're just kind of um, not, what's the word, not disciplined, but, oh, what does he say? I don't know. He says this word um, where we're basically, like, we're, we're kind of like taught like a trained, like a dog in our society. Like if we're doing something good, we'll get rewarded. If we're doing something bad, we won't get rewarded. And we're just kind of um, fit into these, this box and this category. And he just, he encourages people like step outside of, of, of how you grew up and, and step into light, step into who you are. And I, that really resonated with me. Um, very res- much resonated, resonated with me because of the me growing up, um, within, like, a very, um, like, extreme culture, LDS culture, uh, so, yeah, I, I definitely recommend reading, um, books, uh, personal growth books like that, um, he actually came out with a second book following that, he has several books, um, but the one that follows behind, um, the four agreements is called the fifth agreement, this one, is really just helping you to master the four agreements, but also the fifth agreement is introducing um, recognizing doubt. And so a a lot of us, um, you know, if we hear something, we just automatically believe it. Whether it's the news or whether it's a friend gossiping about another friend, we just automatically believe it. But what he's encouraging in this book is, to really embrace like asking questions and having having doubt and um it really just helps you to like develop your own opinions um you know and your your own um i don't know like just being having a strong foundation and questioning your own um life and taking into not taking into account everyone else's opinions Um, so that was a really awesome book as well. I mean, um, it had a huge impact on me because like growing up in the church, we're taught not, we're taught to doubt your doubts and to not be skeptical and, and to just believe and, and a doubt is come, comes from Satan. But for what Don Miguel Ruz is saying is, is if you are skeptical, you're open to learn. 
and you're you're gonna kind of sit and learn both sides of everything, and you're gonna step outside and and look at a, from a different perspective, all sides of everything. Like not everything is um, seen through one lens. So I thought that was really um, you know really cool. That really hit home for me, um, and just like following my gut and and when I have questions and when I have I'm confused or have concerns about something to to really study and research it and and hone in on it and find out like where it's coming from and why um so that's something that I I really really try to encourage people to do because um just like the way I grew up it was always like we don't ask questions we don't go diving into um you know skeptical um questions or or concerns we don't go looking for trouble we just sit and obey and god will bless us so it's it's really huge for me to hear that no being skeptical and having doubts is actually a really good thing it shows a really um it shows that you you have awareness and you're open-minded and you want to um yeah, have an educated decision to make it a choice for yourself so uh, those books are just really, really incredible. Um, I definitely encourage people to read um, his books. He has another book that I have um, just got. It's called uh, The Mastery of Love. Um, and it really just has to do with like loving yourself and loving others. So um, I just started it. So I'll kind of keep you guys posted on what I think about it. And Honestly, if you guys have any self-care, um, self-love, personal growth, um, you know, awareness, awakening, open-minded, mindfulness books or practices that you have, like, please, please, um, you know, reach out and comment or, um, you know, I'm new to this whole podcast thing. So however you reach out <laughs> to me, um, I'd love to hear her more. I'm always open to um, personal development, things like that. So, um yeah, um, I'm going to cut this episode short, but I would love to hear um, your your ideas and, and kind of what, um, you know, topics that you'd like to hear um, and, you know, what kind of self-empowerment things that you have to add um, and that have worked for you. Honestly, just I'm even though I've, I've done a lot of self-care and, and change and self-awareness. I am always growing. I feel like all of us are always growing. And like life has so many setbacks, right? Like it's not just one linear um, path. It's it's up and down all around. There's so many things that can just kind of take us back to square ones. But the point is, is just picking yourself up and having belief and and, uh, believing in yourself that you can become who you want to become. Um, you know, one that one thing I actually do want to touch on before I end um, is really sitting and meditating and, and quieting your mind and your heart. This is one thing that I've always struggled with growing up. Because as soon as I would quiet my heart and my mind, I would have questions. I have a lot of questions. I'm a very detail-oriented person, so I love to find answers. And um, so, you know, because I wasn't finding the answers in the in the church I was raised in, the answers that I needed that that I wanted, and 
you know, to heal and to understand myself and to find my purpose and my role, I would distract my mind with a new project, with something to do, with a place to go, a new job. So really um, this whole meditative uh, practice of just relaxing my mind and, and um, calming my mind doing yoga is kind of new for me. Um, one of my best, best friends invited me to attend a yin yoga class and at this this yoga class, um, the instructor um, plays music in the background and you hold like five or six poses. And within each pose, she plays music and, the, and then she also um, recites affirmations. And there was one class that really impacted me. Holy cow. Um, it was It was called the evolution of the butterfly. And I really resonate with um, the evolution of the butterfly because that's, so I'm Native American and and my grandma gave me the name butterfly. Um, It's a really funny story, but basically I I just met, I metamorphosized into someone completely different and I'm still metamorphosizing, if that's a word, into who I'm meant to be. And that's my path. That's my my goal is to just continue to grow, and that's why I wanted to do this podcast to help others. Um, and it all starts somewhere, right? But basically, this this yoga class was so impactful and empowering for me because um, it took me all the way back to my childhood. So she basically she phased every uh, stage as kind of a stage of your life, like um, she's she took it all the way back to being a caterpillar as being like a young child or a baby. And then she, um, you know, took it through childhood, took it through teen life, and then brought into um, adult life. And so it was just extremely, extremely empowering. Like, I I don't think there was one person in the room that was not crying Um, because it just opens, it opens old wounds. It it opened past traumas, but she these affirmations that she recited are so incredible of just encouraging and empowering and pushing through the pain pushing through the challenges and becoming who you are now and how strong you are for getting through what you got through and just spread your wings and fly and it was just so beautiful and um i honestly i worked with her one on one she was also a coach this yoga instructor she was a a yoga coach and she broke things down into chakras and if you're familiar with chakras they're basically like different parts of the body that highlight um um, I don't really know how to explain it they it highlights um certain qualities and attributes and and characteristics um in a person so for instance she's she kind of interviewed me got to know my my myself and and got to know my story, my childhood, the personality I am, and what phase of life I'm in right now. And she found that my chakras, according to, um, like, my date of birth, and, you know, it has a lot to do with, like, horoscopes and um, basically um, my date of birth, the day and time I was born, what moon cycle it was. It, you know, it's things that I'm not really familiar with, but I'm very intrigued by with, with all the astrology stuff because that's like science, right? 
but um, it's just incredible how she ties it all together with these chakras. So basically, my my uh, signs were the throat chakra and the heart chakra, and the the heart chakra makes sense because like I'm a very empathetic person. I'm a very loving person. Like I want to give. I want to help. Um, but then my throat chakra uh, is my voice and it, it ties into like leadership and, and spokesmanship. And I've always loved being, um, you know, helping and, and being a leader growing up, especially in my, my church life. Um, but the, the very interesting thing that I found out was, um, you know, I, I stopped using my voice uh, when I got married um, I stopped using my voice and I felt shamed for using my voice. Uh, you know, if you've listened to the last episode, um, I, I had a miscarriage. I have several miscarriages and that's kind of what got me into leaving the church is because I was, I was, um, feeling shame for not being blessed because I was living, you know, my, my, my church life. I was living to the expectations that I, was given, you know, all the things that we're supposed to do, like keep the commandments, live the word of wisdom, be a good person, go to the temple, go to church. I was doing all these things that I thought would help me receive blessings because that's kind of what we're taught. But then that wasn't happening. Um, you know, it just shook my world. But basically, I, I stopped using my voice because I was feeling shame um, because I wasn't being blessed. And um, every time I'd open my voice and express, like, why isn't this happening? Like, how come people are shaming me? If I'm doing all these things, why isn't God blessing me? I started having questions about my upbringing, my, my religion. And um, I started, um, you know, vocalizing that to my husband. And, and he would tell me, like, you you need to, you know, just humble yourself and, and, and chill out. Don't We don't want to hear about these things. We don't want to talk about these things. Because the more you dive into um, questions, the more frowned upon it is. Because most people who have questions within the church and do their due diligence and research end up leaving the church. And I think he had to fear that. So I was constantly shamed um, for opening my voice. And I um, developed these nodules in my um, thyroid. And I developed them. Um, over over the years, um, since I was about 18, 19 years old, and they just kept getting bigger and bigger. And so my, um, my, my yoga coach was like, listen, this has a lot to do with your throat chakra. You need to use your voice. You need to step into your power. You need to step into your leadership roles that are within your chakra and your horoscope and, and, um, you know, it's your birthright, basically. She, it was just like really empowering. And then, um, you know, I, she said like, you have to heal a lot of trauma with your mom. You have to forgive your mom. You have to, um, heal all this, you know, so that you can move forward into your light. You know, you need to stop focusing on your past trauma and blame all your life on, um, the way you were raised and you need to move forward into your power, your own light, and stop focusing on trauma and start focusing on you and your present moment. And so I I did a, a few sessions with her and it was just an incredible to just release all this trauma and all this resentment and this pain that I've been holding for so long. And I was actually able to put myself in my mom's shoes, 
put myself in both my dad's shoes. I was able to, to talk to them about my feelings, confront them, and all this healing, all this needed to happen so that I can step into who I am so that I can live my life because I was so focused on all this stuff that um, made me upset that I didn't understand and I didn't want to confront it because I wanted to be angry. And it wasn't until I realized, like, I don't want to be angry anymore. I want to be happy. And so it was just incredible to see the steps and the change and the process that had to first it had to start with me using my voice and and finding out um, who I wanted to be and 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 being brave enough to step out of um, my comfort zone. And then it came from and the next step was to uh, seek higher a higher um, power elsewhere, like finding my power from going to nominational churches and learning about Christ elsewhere. And then after um, that, I learned about my spirituality and connecting with a higher power through spirituality, um, through personal development books and um, audibles, and then um, also through going to these yoga sessions of just really calming my mind and meditating and um, then going to therapy. Of course, I had been going to therapy for years, but it was just talk therapy. It was almost just like making it worse. Like the the therapy I was going to was just talking to my therapist and it just felt like gossiping rather than healing. And so it wasn't until I went to this yoga coach that she really broke it down into like, we need to heal these traumas. We need to go to the source and we need to heal your body. We need to go back to your childhood and we need to confront these things and we need to talk to your parents. You need to have the courage to to talk to them and ask questions and you need to forgive them and understand they're human and they're just living to the best of their capabilities and sometimes shit happens like you can't let that affect the rest of your life and hold on to this resentment this trauma because it will literally limit you from exceeding your fullest potential and after I I let go of all that and, and I just, I felt this immense like love for myself and I felt this immense love for my parents and for everyone around me. And I started feeling so much gratitude. Like I had a huge shift, like instead of focusing on the things that made me upset or the things I didn't have or my past trauma and blaming all my problems on the way I was raised, I had a complete mind shift and started focusing on myself, the present moment. Oh my gosh, I'm so grateful for everything I have. I'm so grateful for the blessings that have come into my life, the people in my life. I've learned so much. I'm grateful for my my knowledge I've gained. I'm, and then all of a sudden I'm, I'm making friends. I'm finding um, jobs. Like I'm finding opportunities. I'm, I'm, it, it just starts like flowing in. It's crazy. So, um, Anyway, I just, I'm a huge advocate for personal growth and personal development, finding um, what enlightens you, how to release traumas, um, and how to just really hone and zone in onto um, your heart and really just look inward. Um, I feel like I was my own limitation. So if you can recognize um, these, these simple things, these simple steps, it will bring you so much more abundance 
Um, in the end, once you take those steps into awareness, letting go, forgiving, healing, um, and just really just tackling life in a whole different way of, of love. It's really incredible. So I hope that this um, episode helped some of you guys. And, um, you know, if you have any, any topics of discussion that you want to go over or any questions, please feel free to reach out. Um, I'm so grateful for those who are listening. It really does mean a lot. Um, and um, I hope you guys remember that you are bodacious babes. Bye, lovelies.